This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Welcome, Talk Catholic, the website.com, your host, Tim Kilcoyne. No agendas here, just the straight and narrow, through Mary to Jesus, the Catholic faith proclaimed and preserved. Hope to see you here every week. Talk Catholic in the new year, 2023. Talk Catholic everywhere. <laughs> That's the goal. No time to build bunkers. They're called bridges. <laughs> I just tried to build one with a particular religious community by bringing my horn into the chapel by surprise, yes, for the new year. And uh, the angel Gabriel was quite proud. Let your light shine. Time to take to the offense. And it starts with Tim's New Year's intentions. And I pray that these will be unique and to be relayed to your local mass at your local parish. Because we could catechize virtually everybody by having really good intentions. And instead of being mushy, let's get right down to it and uh, hope to evangelize and turn that word into a very good word. The first intention I have is simply gratitude. May we all be grateful for something and express that gratitude to our Lord willingly and often. This time of the year just so happens to represent the darkest time in my life just exactly last year. I was struck with pneumonia just prior to Christmas of last year and unfortunately had many, many complications with my muscles going I will say, all the way into the summertime. And it was a long and arduous journey. And I wanted to offer prayers of thanksgiving to all single people who, like myself, happen to live alone. We are the long-forgotten ones, are we not? And when you have virtually nobody to call upon when you get sick, then you really learn sufficiency upon God. St. Louis de Montfort said, God is sufficient, and indeed he was without question in my life. As many prayers did go out, there was a particular nun, a Sister Catherine, who came into my life right at the very moment of getting this particular sickness. And I had met her almost five years prior, and all of a sudden she appeared with a novena for me at Christmas time. Wow, I am indebted. I am utterly grateful to this almost anonymous sister. I didn't know her all that well, and boy, was her timing most providential. So let's make gratitude, you know, hard to get to gratitude and praise. Petition is a pretty easy thing, and not that it's not important, but we really want to climb the ladder of prayer in 2023. And no doubt in the last few years, there hasn't been a lot to be grateful for in terms of the difficulties economically upon us and the pandemic, etc. So we have to reach deep down and help our Lord to understand that we are still utterly dependent on him. And it is in his absolute will as to whether things get a little better and more abundant 
or get more difficult and we got to really reach down and carry the cross and I, as I say, not get bitter, but better. It is the cross, as one great African woman soldier, prayer warrior of the precious blood of Jesus said to me years ago, the crucified Lord is our joy. And she said it with a beaming smile. So indeed, may gratitude in our prayer be one of our first New Year's intentions for our Lord can't stress it enough. And boy, am I so grateful in this past fall when I began to feel more like myself. I was granted the other gift as a tremendous consolation always in my life since seven years of age, the gift of golf. I was back playing the game again. And some of you may know that I have a a long-standing background as a PGA professional. So being able to play, and play well, I might add, uh, was a tremendous grace. Not only that, but my trumpet came to the fore, and that hasn't happened going back to the beginning of the pandemic of St. Patrick's Day a couple of years back. So um, much to be grateful for, and may it, oh Lord, please keep it going. Keep my mind and body pure and my soul holy is a prayer in honor of my good friend, Brother Alphonsus Maria. And may he be blessed in this new year for Jesus through Mary and all the slaves of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. My next New Year's intention, call an old friend, or at least email or text or something. Get in touch with somebody that you just haven't seen, heard from in a long time. No doubt the holidays are very much that time to do so. All too often, the other time is death. When somebody dies and all of a sudden you see this old friend from childhood make a return. These are great moments of grace that we need to be mindful of. Sometimes they end up kind of sad moments because we realize that they haven't been walking the walk in faith whatsoever. Uh, That happened to me a few years back when my mom departed. I saw a friend I saw a friend from grammar school, and uh, I was so disappointed that, you know, seemingly he had kind of chucked faith out the window. And uh, I was very gracious and kind to him and expressed a desire to be in touch with him, uh, but it was really not returned. So people hang on to stuff, no doubt, and sometimes you may find these friends that were friends 20 and 30 years ago, if not 10 years ago, Uh, are just not the same anymore, which might be very much the reason for getting in touch with them. Continuity makes a difference. You want to help people to be unchanging. Oh, what a countercultural word that is. But when it comes to things of faith, we want to be like a rock, unchanging. And these people are floating with the wind and finger to the wind and kind of chameleon-like. Not good. And these are your friends who have an eternal soul. And I can only hope and pray, you know, that you really look at them that way. And maybe you can be the leaven that they haven't had in a long, long time in their life. So be in touch with an old friend. My next New Year's intention, kind of dovetailing with that one to some degree, and there will be many that won't like this, I'm sorry. But how about authenticity to the max in 2023? Can we be real all the time. 
no change in our personality as we go from in-person to telephone to text to email. You know, too many are kind of blowing people off, and then yet they would never do it if they were in their presence or on the phone. That's a clear, sure sign that there's a character defect, and that needs to change. We need to be the same person yesterday, today, and tomorrow, wherever we are, whatever the means of communication that we decide upon. And we got so many of them today, forms, venues of communication that didn't even exist so many years ago. But if we're not going to be real, what good are they? So let's be ourselves all the time, even in a group situation. Sometimes people change their personalities as soon as it becomes a group. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in his name. I sometimes think to myself, I wonder why he didn't say three or four. (laughs) Because I've noticed the difference in people when all of a sudden you're in a group of four versus three. Uh, Think about it. All of a sudden it becomes peer pressure and they start changing and become somebody that you're not used to when you're one-on-one with them. Be yourself all the time. When people talk about you years down the road, I'm sure you would like to hear them say, yeah, he was his own man. He was, she was the real thing. She never changed. She was always that way in a good way. No doubt that's what we want to hear. The next New Year's intention Dovetailing with that one, relative to authenticity or lack thereof, how about this for the New Year's? I will never tell a lie. <laughs> okay, It shouldn't just be George Washington. You can do it too. Remember who's the liar of all time. A murderer and a liar. There's good reason he's called that. Lucifer himself, the devil. Every time you're telling little white lies, you're putting yourself over in his camp. Not the Holy Spirit, that's for sure. It may be just kind of a habit that was cultivated within your family background. If there was elements of dysfunction at work, people start growing up thinking, telling a lie here, lie there is no big deal. But it is. It's a very big deal. It affects your character formation. Virtue makes a difference. And lying is really, we've spent so much time on this vice over the last several years, actually, because when you look at the Ten Commandments, every one of them violated represents a lie of some kind. When we sin, we're lying not only to God, but to ourselves and to others. And it makes community difficult. We're not at peace with our neighbor anymore. We may pretend to be, but not in a deep, joy-filled kind of way. So make every effort to always not only be yourself, but be honest. Honesty, transparency, to the max. Wake up and be honest. It will make your day in the best way, I promise. Remember, Honesty is not only the best policy, but it gets you to heaven. Nobody's lying at the pearly gates. 
And in the last few years, we've seen a lot of lying. But at the same time, we've seen a lot of lying exposed, which is a beautiful thing. And may that continue in the new year. Let your light put evil in the darkness where it belongs. All right. My next New Year's intention. Oh, forgive me for not providing at least one example. (laughs) But how about so many of your friends, perhaps, who are, I don't know, squeamish when it comes to having to share bad news. And rather than simply tell it like it is, and maybe it's stuff you don't want to hear, they just make up something. Or they don't tell you whatsoever, which is what we call a mental reservation, which can sometimes be the prudent choice of action. But, you know, keep in mind, contrary to your popular opinion amongst yourself, the world doesn't revolve around you. And there are other people out there who have to coordinate plans with others in their world, okay? So rather than just blow them off and leave them hanging on the chandelier, just give them the bad news that maybe you can't show up or whatever it might be so that they can then proceed and make their plans accordingly. It's a really courteous thing to do. And speaking of courtesy in the new year, when it comes time to making basic commitments to an event or any particular activity, can we be definite and sure and absolute certain that we will follow up and follow through with our word and we will not leave it ambiguous up in the air so that the person perhaps planning the event has no clue where you're at. Not cool, not courteous. Do unto others that which you would do unto yourself is the golden rule. That's all you have to think about to know what manners is all about. And looking people more in the eye with a smile, with a little touch of kindness, at the grocery store checkout line or wherever it might be goes a very long way towards helping them see God in you. Random acts of kindness matter. Indeed, they should be the lifeblood of every good family whose model is indeed the Holy Family. Let us take a break in their honor this weekend. This is WQPH Radio 89.3. FM. Another gesture of caring for the new year. My hope is that people would send forth novenas of prayers to their loved ones or friends regarding any of the difficulties they may be experiencing, which is very different than trying to address issues, especially through text and email. Watch out where things can get so misinterpreted in terms of the message and analysis, but in just simply letting them know that you're praying for them, not only are you praying for them, but perhaps your favorite consecrated religious community is praying for them. That can make a difference. I remember just recently, again, going back to my pneumonia of over a year ago, It was a beautiful nun that I had only recently met going back four years prior. And 
she popped in all of a sudden by a handwritten letter right at the time of taking my antibiotics. And she was putting forth a novena, a nine-day novena that would come to an end on Christmas Day. Wow. I still attribute absolutely my healing very much to that wonderful nun of the precious blood. So take it to heart and some of these communities, uh, don't forget the Maronites up there at Holy Trinity Monastery in Petersham. By all means, take a day trip up there sometime for a little silent pilgrimage. They could, when you walk into their visitor center, they have a series of prayer cards for virtually every intention imaginable and uh, very beautifully uh, handcrafted cards. So do send those masses to be said for the repose of a loved one. They say Gregorian masses. These are masses said for 30 consecutive days after the death of a loved one, for instance. This is a beautiful gesture of having to deal with difficulties that have gone beyond conflict resolution or intervention strategies. You're almost at a stalemate and you just don't know what to do. And it's time to just give it up totally to our Lord in sacrifice and prayer and that of the prayer and sacrifice of others with you, namely these consecrated religious, especially the cloistered orders such as the poor Clares. And speaking of your prayers of surrender, there is the surrender novena. This was actually given to me by Sister Margaret Mary over in Still River, and it was given by our Lord to Father Dolindo Rutolo. And it's just a very beautiful nine-day novena and giving everything up to Jesus to take care of as he desires. It's a beautiful novena. Try to find this perhaps on the internet and you could download it. My next New Year's intention, a perennial New Year's intention, is for families to do corporal works of mercy together for others. I have said this so many times to people who are hurting due to conflicts and dysfunction, perhaps, within family life. One of the biggest things that you can do is to get out of yourself and to embrace the stranger, the homeless, the naked, the homebound, those in those nursing homes. Be charitable in your works and get out there. And as you do this together as a family, you'll find that you may have a higher degree of unity at your kitchen table when you go home than ever before. Most of our conflicts have to do with selfishness. We therefore have to just get out of ourselves and reach out. Sounds simple, age-old, no doubt, tried and true wisdom, but too many families are doing things for themselves. They may be together, but not in the Holy Spirit. And that's not it. That can become a gang, all right? It's not blood thicker than water. Good, healthy, holy families are in constant outreach in wanting to know their bigger family of God. When we get to heaven someday, we pray, we're going to meet a lot of brothers and sisters who we never knew, who will completely defy that statement. Who is this guy? I don't even know him. Don't want to talk to him. You will then find out that they were always part of your family, and they had much to offer that could have helped. Now, regarding that unity in the church, which is one of her marks, Holy Apostolic One, 
Well, those formerly in the vineyard, in ministry, oh, you're not going to like me now. How do we help one another as disciples in fellowship? This is kind of a unique perspective as one having traveled the corridors of religious ed for many years. But there is a thing called apostolic envy, jealousy, in the field of ministry that is pathetic. And it results in people doing their own thing and never really reaching out to anyone else in ministry to see, can I help you with that at all? That's a real rare question, I'm sorry to say. And it has to do with that division that is in our church. The polarization of society is really the net consequence of the polarization amongst us as Catholics. God's moral voice has to be heard as one voice to the world. And if that is, as I say, if that has been squashed or squelched, muffled, distorted, sounds confusing, then it's uh, pretty sad out there in the secular sphere. So it doesn't start with politics first. It starts with your religion. And all too many people in the vineyard are political before they're religious. So first of all, we have to make sure we know who we are. And second of all, we need to not be jumping from one side of the bell curve of liberal or conservative and never be seeking that middle truth, which is Thomistic. Again, with regard to so many of our teachings, apart from those that have moral absolute norms attached, like the commandments, the actual Catholic truth on the matter is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. See Professor Peter Crave's book, Making Moral Decisions. But it's rare to find them in the field. It's easier, as Peter Kreft would say, not to think for yourself and just jump into a camp, the arch-conservative camp, the hardcore liberal camp. No, we have to think through these things with Holy Mother Church as our guide, i.e. the Catechism and Scripture. So just a thought for those colleagues that we not become the Sanhedrin that Jesus only chided above and beyond everyone else. We have to hold up the moral bar high, and that starts with ourselves and with our fellowship. I say a prayer to Father Walter Sizek, a an exiled Jesuit priest whose cause is up for canonization. And uh, I'm always praying to Father to help me to find more like-minded in Christ through Mary, especially amongst those of us in the field of formal ministry. I put that out to my colleagues. Would you pray that prayer with me? <laughs> especially during this beautiful time of the year. Can we enjoy together? This is WQPH Radio 89.3 FM in the year of our Lord, 2023. Follow his star. And don't forget to turn to St. Joseph for all your family needs. And if you have an abundance, we'd more than accept a little spillover for this wonderful radio station. Jesus' commission was go far and wide, and we can only do it with you. Let's expand his word together in 2023. Have a great week. Let your light shine. That is what it's all about here at WQPH Radio 89.3 FM. But we need to hear your story. You want your voice to be his voice. That is making the faith known to others. Please, my number is 877-625-3727. Tim Kilcoin, TalkCatholic.com. St. Mother Teresa told us, your ministry is your work right where you are. Grab on to this microphone. God bless.